Everybody, welcome to episode seventy-seven yeah. of the Brothers Focus Discussion. discussion. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. All right. Um. Hey. We'll see you next week for episode seventy-eight. Right. Woo! For the Brothers of Discussion. <laughs> All right, everybody. You can find us at uh, Bod Podcast. Uh, for Facebook and Twitter, you can find uh, us, um, what's our website again? BODpodcast.com, or, brothersofdiscussion.com. Yes. <laughs> we should have those timed out better. <laughs> All right, one more or, time. BODpodcast.com. Or <laughs> brothersofdiscussion.com. Oh. <laughs> All right, um... All right, we're, we're men. We're talking about pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, big, no, big no boiled men with men. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. So, man, this was a, a hot lot of man week oil. in the world of wrestling, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of man oil used this week. Um, Manly amounts of oil. And there's going to be a lot, Mike, at the money in the bank. Because I'm guessing that we're going to talk tidbits first. This is our first time, folks, that we didn't try to order what we're going to talk about. And normally we talk tidbits, so that's where I'm making that guess. I, but um, I am very excited for Money in the Bank. Mike, where would you rank Money in the Bank? I know we've done this a million times. I would but... put it at the top of the ladder. What? Oh, my God. You know what that briefcase <laughs> so is So it's better than the Royal with, Rumble. Man? You know what's hmm. in that briefcase? Um, a contract for... Wrong. Uh, man oil. <laughs> the winner of that match is going to be covered in hot manly oil. Can't wait. So maybe we don't want Drew McIntyre to win because he's got a lot of chest hair. He's going to grease up that chest hair. Gross. He's going to Irish whip himself right into the stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> So there's probably root for Ricochet or Finn Balor. Those guys, pretty clean cut. Um, I think that would make the most sense. Now, for the for the women's side, then, getting the man oil, um, not going to work. Right. That's so... for the uh, men's briefcase. It's filled with man oil. Matt, tell the people again, what is the briefcase fil- filled with for the women? What is it? <laughs> um, I don't want to... <laughs> it's hard is it hard to pronounce or? i i i feel like only like i i'm supposed to improv go ahead there there is not a right answer and only sexist things are coming to That's mind right and i don't <laughs> i don't want to it say sounds that. like you're you've got a golden shovel in your hand matt let's see you dig yourself out of this one here we go <laughs> um there's a uh, the 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 women's briefcase is filled with um, uh, equal pay. Oh, um, and, look at Matt! And rights and voting. I thought no, it was it getting like late at night, dick. but somebody's woke, <laughs> and it's Matt. Yeah, I get it. 
just sound like a, I, I sound like more of a dick by um you know what's in yeah. that briefcase an even playing field yeah which is all we've ever wanted which is obvious when the likes of dana brooke and uh natalia are in the match that's just right can't you just can't get enough of these the top tier pro wrestlers uh getting getting matches in the women's division just can't can't get enough mike now what what are the chances that dana brooke is a fill-in for the uh the sasha banks who's who's left us so and let's 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 back up money in the bank in the briefcase is actually a contract uh for at any time a uh, championship match one that uh, alexa bliss won the match last year and immediately cashed in and won uh won the women's title now uh the the uh the women's match this year is is going to be booked with alexa bliss dana brooke mandy rose naomi bailey natalia ember moon and carmella yes um i don't know if this is a good thing but i i i know there's the favorite and i know on twitter everyone immediately said this is who's gonna win but how many times has that happened with these kind of matches and then it goes the other direction. Are you alluding to Mandy Rose? Yes, I am. That, uh, if you follow my posts at michaelofdiscussion.com, I definitely picked Mandy Nobody's Rose. Nobody's gonna... There you go. That, that was fake, everybody. It's, uh... Now don't go to michaelatdiscussion.com. You want to go to <laughs> brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, dot com and uh, i picked mandy rose matt she's a heel she hits one of the criteria okay she's decent on the mic she's on an upward trajectory she's blonde <laughs> yeah. uh, is there anything else she's check she's checking all she's the got boxes. all four of them um cory graves is in love with her i i feel like after watching the network for 15 minutes um and having to watch Corey Graves interact with Charlotte and Paige on different shows, uh, that that bodes well for your career when Corey Graves has the hots for you. So, um, it's disgusting, maker. by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you ever have the opportunity to not watch a Corey Graves uh, show of any sort, uh, to take that opportunity because he is a complete pervert and uh, <laughs> it's disgusting how he can't interact with a woman for two minutes and not flirt the entire time it's, 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 i mean maybe you have other thoughts on that but i you know he's i, he, I just can't believe it took two minutes that would be a world record for me um usually <laughs> i immediately notice she's a woman i can't even see her as just a person i see a woman that's a character flaw in myself that i'm working on and Hopefully one day I can be as just a little uncomfortable like Corey Graves is around women. So, Matt, looking at the field here, we've got Alexa, Bliss, Dana, Mandy, Naomi, Bailey, Natalia, Amber, and Carmella. Matt, I picked I picked Mandy. All right. This is only going to be our third opportunity for the women to have a Money in the Bank match. So I got to think Carmella and Alexa are out. They've already had their shot. That leaves us. Who am I going to pick? 
Yes, that leaves us with a, <laughs> a little, li- little bit of a limited there. field because I do not believe that Natalia is going to win this. I, I don't even know why she's in the match. Matt? Well, there's no way Dana's winning this either. So, I just, I mean, like, I honestly, I'd be fine with it. She's she's pretty terrible on the mic, but, I mean, it doesn't have to mean she's our champion forever. Anyways, uh, it would be nice to have, you know, we, we could build up this roster just like we did with, with Carmella. I mean, think about that. Everyone hated Carmella. Now she's 100% respectable. Right? That's true, but she was an A-plus on the microphone, and... Looking at the gaggle of characters we got in this match, we got a lot of people who, uh... Well, hot tag. Hot tag. I did it. That's our new... That's our new I'm, I'm taking over talking. <laughs> um, is... Well, I'm gonna ask you a question, so... Is the Money in the Bank briefcase ever good enough for someone who can only wrestle? Not that we're saying Dana Brooke can wrestle, but we obviously haven't given her much of a shot, because... The only match I can remember off the top of my head is her getting squashed by uh, Ronda Rousey. So, that being said, Mike, is there any chance, or do you feel it's possible, it's probably the better way to put it, that Dana Brooke could get over with good wrestling in a briefcase? Uh... Or anybody. Can anybody get over? Do you need the Mike skills... To, to make thrills. I don't to, think that this is shoot, a spot to, for Dana Brooke to come out on top. Um, I mean, we're looking at somebody who's likely going to walk away with the title um, at that pay-per-view because Becky's already doing double duty that night. So she's got two di- title defenses, one for Raw, one for SmackDown. Matt, this smells like a, a night for the man to, to stop being the two-belt champion. So back to my question. <laughs> Do you... So that that's I mean, are you dancing around a no? What I'm saying is absolutely not for Dana Brooke. Um, I'm talking myself out of her having a shot in hell. It's not going to happen. All right, and we won't touch the general side of it because anyway, I was I mean, the point of me asking that question anyway. I mean, what I thought you'd say is that the money in the bank doesn't make a pro wrestler like a championship belt does so that's i was kind of hoping i could get that like do like a psychic shot through our phones here so that you would say anyways uh so basically the point was so obviously you know data brooke is not winning this either alexa's not winning it carmella's not winning it um natalia's not winning it and natalia right so we've got uh ember moon naomi bailey and mandy and i immediately made the the claim that it, you know we've had Carmella and uh, Alexa, so either that means yes, only heels will ever win the the ladies' Money in the Bank briefcase, or we've got these other three ladies, Naomi, Bailey, and Ember Moon, that could also win. And I, I'd make the argument that they're gonna kind of look at Naomi getting that uh, the Women's Battle Royal from WrestleMania a couple years ago, like that's that's her getting that type of shot. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Bailey and Ember Moon have not gotten definitely Ember Moon, but Bailey hasn't gotten that. Bailey type of... is a former champion. 
Uh, Ember Moon has never tasted gold, so Ember Moon and Mandy of the four likely contenders are the only two who have never ever held a championship. I know I'm talking about. I know Bailey's gotten the the championship fights, but she hasn't gotten like a she hasn't won a battle royal or or anything like that. No, but uh, you know Naomi did get a WrestleMania moment as well um, with the championship. Mm-hmm. Um. If you had to pick, let's do this, man. Hot tag. If you had to pick a babyface to win between Naomi, Bailey, and Ember, who you got? I feel like Naomi's the only. She she's special to me still because her promos don't just revolve around loving pro wrestling, which just bugs the shit out of me. And um, Ember Moon has this awesome character, and she she gets to come out with a cool hairdo and cool uh costume and you know there's there's quite a bit of pomp and circumstance surrounding everything she does including her move set um not to say that naomi doesn't have that but the the promo <laughs> the promo work from embers is pretty blah i mean uh, naomi's I done pretty can't well remember the last some... time she even had a shot at a promo oh uh, well like this past monday it was it was just a lot of she, I mean, just to hear another person go, I'm so excited, and it sounds just like that, I I don't understand how that could pop. If you put me in front of a WWE camera, and I know I'm not actually getting a match, but they said, how excited are you to just be standing in this locker room right now? Right. I'd be like, oh my god, I mean, well, here's- there's dicks everywhere and it's disgusting, but yeah, I'm so excited, I can't believe it. Like, I mean, that would be... That's that's me pretending I'm in, in the WWE locker room. But, I mean, Ember Moon's on TV, well, and I we're think, asking her to pretend she's excited, I and think, she just says, I'm excited. I think a lot of I'm the really problem excited. is that, um, you, know, you know, you're making that <clears throat> um, connection with Ember Moon, and we know that, that Sasha Banks did that a lot, where she would come out and be like, I'm so excited to be the first <laughs> women's tag team champion. It's great that all my dreams have come true, and I can barely contain myself and my excitement. And shortly thereafter, Sasha Banks had her title stripped away. The first ever women's tag team champion gave a bummed out promo. So I think the problem is not necessarily the ability of the superstar, but it's almost as if right before they cut a promo about how excited they're supposed to be, they're told they're not going to win. But that's that's the job. Like you're an actor. Like I, you got to make sure you don't kill someone in the ring, and then you've got to be a good actor. So if you can't cut it, if you can't pretend you're excited, the fuck is the point of being a pro wrestler? Yeah, that's I half mean, it's, the job. Yeah, I, yeah, Matt. I mean, it's yeah, you know, tough to do, Matt. I, you know, but that's <laughs> how it looks. If somebody told I, I mean, me that they're... all my dreams are getting taken away and I had to act like they weren't, you know, it, it might be you're... kind of tough to pull that off. No! You're living the dream! You're there! You're a pro wrestler and you're getting paid money to do it! God damn it! Nobody appreciates anything anymore. No, Matt. Everyone appreciates no. everything. Well, there's, there's two massive things at work here. One, they get paid a lot of money to travel the world uh on, on the dime of of the wwe and and they get paid to to do the thing they love 
right? So there's there's one. And two, I mean, your, j- if your you job go, no, is to act go, excited. No, we can't go down that road because then you wouldn't be able to have Becky Lynch, who's getting paid a lot of money before she was the man and she was complaining about no one takes her seriously. She still had merch and she was making hundreds of thousands of dollars. You can't go down that road. This is not that kind of show. Go, wait, go down what road? That you get paid that to be an actor? you should just be grateful to have a job. I... Mike, I mean, to say that you are so disappointed with your job that you won't do what you're getting paid to do, that is not how humans should act. Like, I, I mean, you kind of have to. I mean, you're you're a human. You're going to be disappointed. I don't think Becky Lynch was giving us, you know, five-star matches when she was toiling around in the, you know, pre-show segments and stuff like that. She's a I human. Mean, She's argue... probably bummed out. Yeah, you can be bummed out. I'm not saying that you can't want more. But to say that there's a good excuse for when your job is an actor to not act is makes no sense to me. If if Brad Pitt was like, no, man, they're supposed to have goddamn blue M&Ms in my goddamn trailer. Fuck this. Like, I'm just going to go out there and just go, I'm so excited. Yeah, but we like the people who make comments on Twitter about, you know, changing things around. So and, what? Instead, that has nothing to do with it. Yes, it does. We're saying we don't want Ember Moon. You shouldn't be on their side, Matt. You should be upset that they <laughs> should just be grateful. No. Yes. I want good pro wrestling. Is that what this is all about? Is this about us just making sure that those wrestlers get what they want? I'm watching a TV show for three hours every week. Show me that you're fucking excited. Be excited when your line is, I'm so excited. Why are we watching a show just to make sure these wrestlers get massaged and are happy? And, oh god, I hope they get paid as much as John Cena. No! Go fucking earn it! And also, give me a good product that I waste three hours every Monday watching. Two hours every Tuesday. And I do a podcast. They're paid to be actors. They're paid to do this job. Be fucking excited when your line is, I'm so excited. That's not asking that much. That's not saying that you can't want more. It's the job. If, if we're watching this just to make sure that these, these, the pro wrestlers are, are reaching their dreams, then I, I think I might be watching the wrong show. I think I might be watching, like, absorbing the wrong entertainment. Well, I think if you edit the statement like you did, that's fine. I just I just want to be careful, because they, they... I'm not going to be upset at someone for showing emotion, because you can't, you can't help but be a human and get disappointed if they We're tell not... you you're going to be held back again. No, yeah, I didn't edit anything I said. From the beginning, I said, I don't want Ember Moon... Coming in with these lame-ass promos. Yeah, but what I I said is that it's almost as if they tell these people, you're about to lose your title, we're not going to have you as a long-term champion. And that's kind of what it feels like with somebody like Sasha, who now she's not even on TV anymore. And then, you know, she she had her her titles kind of taken away unceremoniously by people who can't really wrestle. So it's like there was this symbolic gesture that women's wrestling mattered, and then they gave the you know tag team titles to two people who aren't very good at wrestling. As good as they are at promos, they're not very good at wrestling. 
and that's definitely part of the business i would say yeah, it is part of the business, but I don't think that means you should just always have to have an idiotic smile on your face. No, but when you're lying... <laughs> I'm so excited. I don't think that it's too much to ask that they actually deliver that line like they're excited. Is that, yeah, but I mean, that's still going from the... the I, like I would the, stop watching a show the, on Netflix if that like happened. The, the angle that you should just be grateful that you're there. No, that's a completely different conversation. Yeah, but if you're grateful, then you can still just smile and be happy about it. Well then, Mike, I mean, what do we... That's like, you know, this we wouldn't, have, great a, for we the wouldn't podcast, have like a, but... a, a pipe bomb promo, you know, if that was the case. Which we've heard accounts that that was planned and it was given the thumbs up but i yeah but it's like you know stone cold being upset there's still you know where there's there's where there's smoke there's fire so i I don't think that you could have had one without the other so i still don't i don't know mike because like if you told me that was what was going to happen on monday night raw all the time i would just i i would probably give up on it because I, well, I'm I not guess, about man, watching selfishly, the show. To selfishly, just... I do understand that, you know, I want the best possible program as well. Yes! But what all Everyone I'm trying should. to do is empathize with the people and figure out why they're acting like that. Why? It's not like these people are gifted these opportunities. Like, Ember Moon busts her ass and has been called up for, like, two years. And she still, you know, is kind of toiling away. So she, she works really hard to get where she's at. She does this crazy diet. She has to work out all the time. Um, has a an image that she has to uphold whenever she's in the public sphere. You know, it's work. So what the hell would make her want to act like that? That's that's where I'm coming from. Why? Because she gets paid to act like that. No, Matt. Why is she acting like she, she can't conjure up excitement? We know that this Maybe. is her favorite thing in the whole world. Like, what would what would drive her to act like that? It's Guess just that she's a bad, a bad actress. actress. That's the easiest thing to do is just be, you know, excited. We know she is passionate about it. Like, wrestling hurts. So she ex- accepts pain for this dream, and somehow something happens to her. Something happens to the soul where she just can't go out there and deliver. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's still fine, but, I mean, we're still talking about, like, there's theater people that go out and and try really hard and and only the ones that you know that put on that 100 percent. i mean maybe we don't know the whole story but why wouldn't you put on the 100 percent show so that when they were ready to make that decision they were like yeah we can count on her to do it or are we are they gonna have to start running into sasha banks moments where it's like well she doesn't feel like going out anymore even though she's our tag champion so we're just <laughs> We're just fucked now, and we're gonna go, we're gonna have to figure out a different direction. Like, I, I still think we're talking two different things. But and 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 to say, to say that we're not being empathetic because we spend our time and money hoping that this show will be good. Yeah, but I mean, like. Here's the problem. Just, like, with Ember Moon, we're, we're coming accept. down hard on Ember Moon. 
because we she didn't deliver really. a line as emphatically guy, as you think she could have. That was. But then we'll you, still like be on the side of the the revival, <laughs> who you know yeah. hashtag free the revival, and they'll talk about quitting and leaving, and we'll we? you know kind of applaud them for that. So it's Who's like we? that. That for me is more unprofessional <laughs> than Ember Moon not delivering a line as as strongly as you know you'd like. <laughs> what are you talking? I didn't. I said that I'd rather have Naomi win it because of the evidence we have of Ember Moon's promos. I didn't say she's unprofessional. I I said you said she's an actor. That's her job. So that means she needs to be professional. That's a whole nother issue. That's the same there's issue. There's different reasons. No, you're, there's not only one reason to be professional of, like, losing your job or something. You you just, you, you have a responsibility, I think is what I said. Not not the actual word professional, but, like, you, you are paid to do that job. But I think it's also fair that I say, let's give it to the person that does come out and gives passionate promos when she has lines that should be delivered passionately. Um, I Yeah, Mike, I will say, a thousand percent of the time, I'm going to side with that person. Maybe that's me being wrong, but I think my instinct would be to go with, with Naomi over Ember Moon just because she's not happy right now. I mean, Naomi also did the same like uh she her and her husband were threatening to leave and i don't know if it was jokingly or not but it was on twitter i don't fault someone for wanting a better life but what i'm judging i'm not i'm not asking someone's career to be ruined we're talking about who i would prefer to win money in the bank so i don't know where this is coming from but when i'm picking my winner for money in the bank that's part of my formula. I think that's okay. And we, what's funny is we both know Mandy Rose is winning this anyway. But that's that's how this started. We're not talking about getting Ember Moon fired. But there's still, I mean, if I have to say it, I, I would say, yeah, if I, was, if I was running the WWE and I had to pick between someone that was passionate all the time when we asked them to be and someone that was trying to make a point on live TV... I'm probably going to go with the person that does what we ask. Yeah, Matt. I, I don't think anyone's going to dispute that, but you had a yeah. you had a big fit about what I said. And I, I said that's how it looks like they're acting. Like they're finding out right before they cut a promo that you're not going to win the match. So all I want well, I mean, to do is that... play devil's advocate and figure out why these people who kill themselves for our pleasure, what the hell would make them act like that? <laughs> And I, I, I think that's fair. I think we were just, you know, uh, it sounded like we, we had two different things that were like the, the end game here. And I'm I'm not asking Ember Moon to be fired or anything like that. I didn't say that you uh, were. Well, I, I just, I, you were bringing up Revival and being unprofessional. And I, I, I just, I just want to make sure the point is heard that Matt picked Naomi and we were asking about uh, Ember Moon's promos, and I brought up this past Monday, and yes, it does make me upset that there's someone paid to be a part-time actor, and they did not act accordingly. <sighs> I'm smiling, everyone. I just want you all to know, I'm smiling and giggling. Well, what's going on on the inside? 
crying. Okay. And and thrashing, and I'm rolling around on the corner. Just, I I will never understand the public, and they're never ending. Uh, I just, I you know what? Can I let me bring up a point here today? Uh, my wife and I went and got ice cream. Oh, here okay? we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's gonna be the first be time we don't get podcast. to raw. Get strapping. We, we're not getting to raw today, everybody. Um, we, we went and got ice cream today at a local ice cream shop. And, uh, our, our other choices were Dairy Queen and Baskin Robbins. And instead we went to Whistle Stop and Whistle, Whistle Stop, Mike gave my wife a, you know, their version of a blizzard with like three Reese's pieces in it. And... My ice cream was covered in like you know like the crystally milk and and what you know like ice, yeah. You know where you're crunching through it, and I was like, you know what? And in this place is that you know choose local kind of thing. We're we're a hundred percent local. And I was like, no, fuck this place. I had icy ice cream and my wife had three Reese's pieces. We are never coming back to this place. And, and the whole choose local thing, it's just another marketing ploy to get your money. Nobody really cares about being local. But that, you know, like, that's that's the whole idea. It's just everybody's trying to get theirs. And when someone's trying to get a WWE championship, it's just because they want a little bit more, a little bit more green. And, and that's fine. But I'm never going back to that ice cream shop again because it sucked. <laughs> wow. Does that help make my point? Maybe that's why I made the point today. It was because I got I fucked that by that ice cream shop. I think you made your point very clear, Matt. <laughs> you're not you when you don't have your ice cream. So, moving on. Uh, Matt, hot tag, just one snub. And I'm not going to say um, that you get to pull out Ember Moon. Her her passionful uh, promos keep her I in the I think she deserves to be in the money in the bank. So, but hey. Can- can, my hot can she be as excited and Mate, passionate as I'm tag. being right now? Matt, you're on mute. All right, it's my hot tag. <laughs> Matt, here's the snub. You get to pick one snub, and this snub is going to replace Natalia because I'm tired of her getting these big matches. Her time has passed. She should go hang out with Beth Phoenix. Matt, who should have been in there instead of Natalia? Go. It should have been Sonya Deville. Because mm. she should have been in there to set something up with Mandy Rose because Mandy should not be cashing in right away. What about the queen? Uh, oh, you mean I, I know she's of already got a title a match, but she's match? usually involved in everything. Yeah. I I would hate that. I That seems ridiculous. And it's dangerous. If Charlotte's supposed to be your number 1, don't put her in two matches and the money in the bank match where she's going to hurt herself. All right, I'm going uh Ruby Riot. I I like watching her matches, and I'm always bummed that she never gets a shot at, at winning anything. Matt, we're going to even she tackle the men's, the men's money in the bank. Uh, the big battle for all the man oil. Matt, right. we got There's Strowman. There's another match. Ricochet. Big Mac. Drew McIntyre. Got Baron Corbin. Finn. Baby Oil Balor. Ali. <laughs> Andrade. No longer Cian Almas. And Randy, son of Bob Orton. Matt. You got to pick one of these guys to come in second place after Drew McIntyre. Who do you got? <laughs> um, I guess I would pick either Finn or Ali. 
I'm going Andrade. I think Andrade. He's number two. He's going to drop a big deuce, and I think he's going to be right there with the big man. Uh, He'll come up a little short, though. Matt, who should be in there instead (laughs) of Randall Creighton, son of Bob Orton? Who should be in there? Mike, the most amazing ending to the night would have been Biggie not being hurt. Biggie being in this match, as we all know, Matt predicted Biggie was going to be in the Money in the Bank last year. <laughs> and it's up to my brother to ensure I have some tasty treats uh, to eat while I'm watching Money in the Bank. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I think uh, but Biggie... that these other WWE stars should fade to black. I was gonna wow, pick you Elster. wanted Nakamura in the match? Oh. No, it wasn't Nakamura. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't even do that impression without getting in trouble, Matt. Jesus. <laughs> All right, well, I would have seen Elster. I don't know what the hell they're doing. He gets these promos where he's, I don't know, he's just doing like a well Bohemian Rhapsody gonna... with the four queen heads just in the dark talking to himself. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like... You know what? Like we talk about, like uh, pro wrestlers getting punished. Yeah. When we're revolving <laughs> these creative decisions, and think about, there's an investment that goes into the the idea of a pro wrestler going to one show or another. But then they're like, oh, but my wife's on this show, <laughs> and then it all just gets thrown away. <laughs> That's the kind of thing I feel like. You know, like Rusev was written off TV and lost all of his matches for a couple years. <laughs> My wife's on this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that should be a quote of the day for this episode. My wife's on this show. Uh, Hashtag my wife's on this show. <laughs> episode 77. The one about my wife's on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Apparently, uh, Bill Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, and the Undertaker's wives are all in Saudi Arabia because they're all going to be there. <laughs> My wife's in Saudi Arabia. Actually, I don't know if that means they have a turban on, a, a burqa, hajib. They're they're definitely not a turban. No, uh, probably hajib? a hajib. I think hajib. Wait, yeah, that's it. Okay, Matt, does this move the needle for you? Are you going to watch five seconds of that Saudi Arabia event? Um, I did not watch five seconds of the last one, and I think it would go against uh, my very character if I did watch this one. So, uh, the the character I've established (laughs) of supporting the WWE first before its superstars, except when they go to Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Shut up! God damn it. That's the mad police coming in. Uh, Matt, please. Well, now that everybody's turned off their <laughs> phones, uh, or I think their there's, podcast there's service. a natural disaster, babe. We gotta go. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be a natural disaster. We got two 50 plus year old guys oiling up, getting it on. Uh, they think Goldberg might just be an ambassador there for the dub dubby, uh, dub dub. the dub dubby, and, uh, I. You know, I, I watched that, that awful debauchery that was DX versus Undertaker and Kane in some capacity. That was god-awful. 
Yeah. Am I going to tune in? Yeah, I, I probably will. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to be proud of it. You know, I've done worse things in my life, and this is going to be right up there with them. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, who cares? The only Here's the one thing I'm excited about, Matt, is that they announced all their names together. So... God willing, fingers crossed, that means that none of them will be involved with any championship belts. That's what I'm hoping. So that's the one positive to come out of this announcement. It's not just Lesnar who's hungry for a rematch. Uh, you know, maybe he's going to be busy with, you know, uh, changing diapers to the other old, you know, senior citizens on the tour. And Matt, before we move into uh, what happened this week on a very exciting WWE slash NXT slash NXT derivative. You had some feelings about the new WCW Thunder ad. Matt, give us your feelings. God damn it. Every time I have my own <laughs> subject I want to talk about, it's always like, what did Matt want to talk about this week? You're just silly little <laughs> segment. Matt, why that show? <laughs> Matt segment. Matt segment. What? what? <laughs> What's grinding We're going to talk some wrestling. Week? And then Matt has a segment. Um, it's like you're a curmudgeon, an even more curmudgeonly old, like, uh, Larry King. I gotta get my, uh, is it Mickey Rooney or Andy Rooney impression? Um, uh, God, what was his, his catchphrase? Um, Matt, come on, you brought it up. What was Andy Rooney's catchphrase? (laughs) I thought you were gonna figure it out. Um, this is 60 Minutes. Was that it? Um, um, anyway, WCW Thunder is, god damn it, I don't even want to talk about it now, is on, uh, is on the network. Yeah, do it in that voice, it'll make it easier to talk about. WCW Thunder is on the network. Every week, it's not always gonna match WCW Thunder. But then I'm gonna record the... What? <laughs> I'm gonna record this as not, like I'm gonna record myself going, match little segment, and then that'll be how we start this. You won't even need to say it anymore. You you won't have to go. Here's Matt's dumb idea. Um. Anyway, I just thought it was funny that there was an ad on the network, um, and it, it's announcing that the Thunder episodes are available, but they're just yeah. mean about it and they say it's dumb. I just I don't I don't know. It's it's weird that they're so like they're still so uh bitter about WCW that it it like the second half of this Thunder ad on the network to get you to watch the network is them going Thunder's so stupid. <laughs> Look at how dumb they are. Look at all these dumb segments. And then it ends with like DDP saying this is chick this is dumb shit right here like I don't know. It's such an odd way to get someone to watch a show because they're obviously still better about WCW existing and they want you to feel like it's stupid. So, and and they play like circus clown music in the second half of the ad. And and of course, nobody will ever see it again wait, now wait, that wait. it's been discussed on the are, network. Are you embellishing at all or they really play like circus music? Yeah. Like it, like it's a big joke. Like it's like, but like to start, it was like old thunder music, you know, like that kind of, um, the synthesizer guitar kind of, but then it, you know, 
Yeah. yeah. Like I can I remember Nitro before I can remember Thunder's theme song, but that was that winning 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 winning. Yeah, I remember so that. So they do that and then it changes into like, look at this joke of a of a from, TV from, show. From, from, they show from, 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 yeah, they, have, they have like Psycho Sid singing in one of his promos. Like, would you ever do that to like advertise a pro wrestling show? Um. Psycho Sid promos? Come on. All right, I'm not really upset about it, but I just thought it was funny that that was their choice of, and and, and it's it, it's the most odd thing to win that war and still be so bitter about it. Well, Matt, this is a company with uh, Donald Trump in their Hall of Fame, so I think we know where their values are at. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not over our segment a minute ago where we sounded like Casey Kasem making a grumpy. Hey, I'm gonna here we are. I'm gonna listen to. Uh, one of the top 40 songs of our time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the theme for 10 years for Thursday Night Thunder. I feel like it's Casey Cartman and not... It's Casey... Casey Cartman. Yeah, it is kind of a Cartman Top 40, Tommy Rader. Um... Um... Aw. Well, we had one more tidbit. Alright, let's switch gears. And it's, uh... It's the return. Of John Moxley, he's rock and roll. He's getting chased by dogs. He's got barbed wire stuck in his arm. Wait, wait. Can we? Let's reset. I want to introduce this segment. <clears throat> oh, Ready? Okay. So Mike wanted to talk about fucking. Uh, I guess fucking Dean Ambrose. Uh, Mike, yeah, you want to take it away? <laughs> I, I sure do. Thanks, man. <laughs> so John Moxley's back, and he's getting chased by dogs. He's got. Uh, wire on his arm. I forgot what it was called. Barbed wire wrapped around yep. his arms. He's, uh, you know, he's he's in a protected vault. Um, I, I don't know. He might just be at a used car dealership. I don't know what he's doing, but he's running. He's punching. He's doing push-ups in the ring. He looks fucking, fucking cut. John Moxley's back. Matt, I had a whole segment planned about how impressed I was with this this homemade video that John Moxley shot with Renee Young, and <laughs> yeah, these was that uh, was that Renee acting all the other parts? She was all the other parts. She uh, Renee Young has no name. Like she put on all the masks. She was all the characters. She was wow. running the direct. She was holding the boom mic. Uh, oh, I had a whole segment planned. Uh, you know, talk about how did Dean Ambrose just use his pocket change to make a better promo than anything we've seen on WWE. And then, lo and behold, we got all these creative uh, promos and vignettes this week. Uh, not least of which was, you know, we'll get into Bray Wyatt later on. But, um, Matt, hot tech question for you here because it can be tough, right, to, for change. Do you ever foresee a day where the WWE gets away from the stale camera angles that we're so accustomed to? We had some brief, ex remember, we had some brief experience, uh, experiments when they first separated Raw and SmackDown again a year and a half ago, where they draw a camera over the ring. Uh, they had some dynamic angles for SmackDown, and it seems like they're kind of getting away from it. Matt, if you don't think they're going to you know, return to something like that or get more creative, why do you think that is? Um, because... 
they're a company that ran an ad about WCW Thunder being stupid. And they... They already missed out uh, on one great idea. They're not going to do this <laughs> one. God. So, like, well, like, think about that. Think about the connection to those two ideas. They're still running. They're still bitter about that. And they're still touting, like, we beat WCW. Because it's really the only great thing this company is... Do- I don't even want to say great as in, like, good. I just mean great as in, like, a, like conquering. You know, kind of, uh, like, uh, how awesome doesn't necessarily mean, you know, like... Or even, ra- I was going to say radical, but radical also isn't, like, the 80s sense of that word. <laughs> radical! But, yeah! yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, awesome in the sense that they, they made, like, a, a major... Um, they had a major effect on like what was going on in television because they canceled. They got a whole other show canceled. Yeah. Based on their creative decisions. Yeah. Um. So the fact that they're still happy about that and touting that, and they have a show that's still on the network where you can see how great of a job they did twenty years ago. You know what? <laughs> why? Why are they ready to make creative changes? And and you're right. Uh, if they, I think that they are. In that, I think they're trying that realm of of getting ready to start because I one of the things that should have been in our tidbits and it just popped in my head is that they now have lower ratings. I think I I read than TNA did back in two thousand ten. Wow. So you got to do something. something. Where, yeah, since our show started, we've been making fun of TNA or uh, Impact or whatever, and uh, you know that's not to say that we're wrong, uh, but. <laughs> But that's, you know, that's a thing. That's a problem. Um, I will say, like, the TV is changing. I think uh, you, you've got the Super Bowl, you know, that still gets increased viewership every year. Um, but when you look at every other show, it's, it's, not, it's not the same. There are events on TV that are can't miss. Yeah. But when you are a television show that's on every goddamn Monday, it's not can't miss. Unless they tell you, like, The Rock is coming and he's going to, you know, chop Vince McMahon's head off. Then, yeah, we'll probably all tune in. But, and that's not to say I'm asking Vince to die. I'm just saying that's almost the length they need to go at this point. Because even saying The Rock's going to be on TV isn't going to do anything. Why? Because TV's changed because you can just watch it on Twitter or YouTube or Instagram. Well, let me, let me, let me kind of segue into something, Matt. Um. With this uh, this video that comes out, uh, seemingly out of the pocket of John Moxley, because he doesn't even have a, a promotion to work with, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely wanted to credit in the you know past week this insane new segment created by Bray Wyatt, where he has the Firefly Funhouse. We love it. Um, this week, I, I know I don't think you got some any time to watch it, but NXT UK. Um, they actually did multiple creative promos. Uh, Zaya Brookside, who I don't think she really you know moves the needle for either of us, just because we haven't seen something to really justify it yet. Um, yeah. She had a new promo angle, and it was almost in the same vein as the Firefly Funhouse. Not that she was stealing it, but that it was weird. Um, she was cutting a promo about how, how great and... Uh, 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 what's the word? Like bubbly she is. Yeah. And as she was thinking, they animated thought bubbles above her head that were like "wee" or "oh boy." Um, 
And then she like like her name would she would kind of like airbrush her or um what's that what's that uh what's that phrasing called Matt when you um like side swipe Pardon? Uh you mean like a scene transition? Yeah. Uh yeah, like uh just a swipe. Yeah, so she did a swipe and then her name appeared and then she swiped her other hand and her name disappeared like Oh, like a wax on, wax off. Yeah, and she's like, it's cute. And then she goes, <laughs> get ready to fly with Brookside. And then she's like, Rawr! And then she just, like, ran off into the distance. Uh, <laughs> um, and then another one. So you had this kind of kind of weird angle. Um, yeah. You just start with a, a female superstar staring into the mirror, and she's like, eyes move to the highest role that one can play. The role of champion. And then she's sitting there, like, plucking petals off of a rose, and the camera doesn't just stare at her face. It zooms in on the rose, and then it watches, like, it follows, it tracks the petals hitting the ground. Rose petals are removed, and then she just says, Tony Storm is no leading lady. Take your seat. The Nina Samuel show is about to begin. And that was it! So she almost cut, like, a Beauty and the Beast promo. Yeah. Um... And then for That's a third great. weird promo, Matt, this is in a one-hour program. Uh, Gallus basically cut a Faith Plus One promo on a bridge. Uh, <laughs> where they're, they're all kind of looking in different directions on a bridge. And uh, Gallus just said, you know, we've traveled the world proving ourselves. Now it's time for them to come to us on our home turf. And he just promised to pummel whoever, uh, sorry, this is Joe Coffee of Gallus. Uh, he promised to pummel whoever, you know, dared to visit their bridge of doom. Um, <laughs> yeah but it was just it was such a you know there's so much wrestling you can't help but feel like you know i should probably skip around but i had a little extra time and i said damn it i'm gonna watch the whole thing and i just i want to credit whoever's putting those promos together for the uk that was three really well done productions um so if you get some time brothers of discussion universe the faction check it out well, I'm having fun not talking, uh, like, Raw and SmackDown and everything. So I want to ask you, let, let's go to, uh, let's go to the Bouge Cruise. Um, let's, let's say that you had to book, like, the first crazy promo for Eric Bugenhagen. I mean, what do we do to get this guy over? Are we, are we putting him in, like... Like, you remember when uh, Elias was doing at WrestleMania, he, he did, like, a, a set with him and himself? He had three different versions of himself playing different instruments. Is that is that the kind of thing that we should hope for from Bugenhagen? Or we, I mean, is that going to have to be something where he's he's doing that same exact thing, but he's having, like, a band meeting, and he's, you know, he's backstage, and couple of guys are drunk and one of them's getting high so that's i mean those are like two different even though they're both very different from what we'd see they're they're two different extremes of different um i'm gonna say i'll say right now i'm siding with the second thing i said i want to see bugenhagen with like different when he's playing different instruments he's turning into a completely different person and he's got some some split personalities to deal with uh on top of that they, they have these incredible band meetings where they discuss, you know, whoever he's feuding with at the time. And it's not more, it's not like mankind. 
it's it's uh, I guess I guess maybe more like dude love, but uh, you know it's not creepy. It's just it's just how he deals with his his you know his uh, whatever his problems are, whatever the the issues are in, in Bugenhagen's world. Yeah, uh, I mean that would be fun for me to watch. I would check that out um, if he's like, ah, we're having such a hard time, Boog. And you hear he's like, God, I wish there was someone I could trust. And then like a hand, you know, touches his shoulder, and he's like, Don't worry, Boog. You can always trust yourself. And then he like turns around, and there's another Boog like in a white robe. And then <laughs> that's so what? awesome. I-, I could take lead guitar, and you can sing. But if only we had somebody who could drum. And then another Boog puts. Like, you just see a hand come away. <laughs> Don't worry, Boogs. You guys might seem alone now, but I know how to drum. What? There's no one we could trust with the drums except for myself. And then he's like, Don't worry. I am myself. And then he turns, and there's a third Boog. <laughs> well, I want to see, like, he struggles in different matches because there's, like, band turmoil. Like, he... He is having a band meeting, and then he he kicks in the door himself, and he's the lead singer. Like, ah! <laughs> and then he just starts ragging on his buddies. You know, what are you guys doing out there? I- I'm doing all the work. You guys are just sitting behind. I- you know, Bugenhagen's got to do all the work to get those victories, and then the other Bugenhagens are like all down on themselves because they're. They just That's can't a deal smart with- way to protect his win loss record. Yeah, like if he, it's like Demon Balor, but it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, crazy uh, it's, a, it's a rhythm guitar boog. Yeah. Damn it, uh, rhythm guitar, I... you will never lead us. I will have to go and avenge your loss. <laughs> He's got to go out there, <laughs> um, you know, do some, some sick solos and totally shred on the guitar. Something that rhythm guitar booge could never do. I... I really like this, actually, because he, he could actually go out to the ring in different attire, and then we'd know, like, if he's the drummer or the lead singer or lead guitar. And, like, yeah, he's got, he's got like, a better win-loss record or something. Like, and, I don't... Yeah, and yeah. also, I think what, it would, what would be cool is that it would actually make more sense than the demon. Right? Yeah. Because at least we have an explanation for why he switches. <laughs> Because we still don't have a fucking reason why Finn Balor isn't always in fucking undefeated face paint. <laughs> but at least with the boog, oh, it'd be I've like the rhythm guitar is like, hey, give me a I... shot, bro. <laughs> I don't want to become too reliant on it. All right, Finn. Oh, Thanks. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Hell of a promo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is great. Why don't we never talk about wrestling matches? This has been one of the best episodes of Brothers of Discussion ever. Uh, um, well, I just don't think that the Boog, he's going to need a lot of gimmicks. He's just, he's going to be so over himself. Um, the only but thing. That's, like, I, it could get tired. Here's what I'm so worried about. It's the same thing with Bray Wyatt, where um, both the Boog and um, Bray bring a lot of energy and a lot of uh just kind of inane weirdness and so their foils are gonna have to be opposite personalities so i i hope that that they just they don't just you know bring somebody in to you know roll their eyes and then the gimmick you know gets crushed with one one swoop of you know sarcasm yeah no you're right i hope they have the guts to to keep it going because it's not even on them at that point it's on the fans to like 
persevere like yeah. the coolness you know like they have to just continue to accept that Bogenhagen's running one of the hottest gimmicks in pro wrestling right now yeah <laughs> um oh what i just want to do this so that we can make a video and then at Bogenhagen on it and then he'll <laughs> like it because that usually helps our <laughs> tweets uh what i really want to happen is one of those early videos after you and i discovered him uh what i want is that instance where he took some damage and oh no we need to call the doctor call the nurse get the stretcher but then the crowd knew what to do just like decades ago when sweet tinkerbell had her fall from grace one thing would get her going instead of clapping it was the bougie song and he gets back up again so i hope when he gets pummeled uh you know he's in need of some help they can crank up his music and he'll get his powers back yeah didn't uh did you see the video that came out a couple weeks ago at the live show Um, they were uh he was knocked out after the match and the fans chanted play the music yeah that's what i was talking about play his song yeah yeah play his song yeah. yeah That was amazing. Like, we're going to need quite a bit of uh, coordination to, to get that to work. But, like, they're going to have to show that once once Bugenhagen is, is a regular, which, what the fuck? Yeah. How long has it been since that first match? And <laughs> we still haven't seen him on TV. Well, I think what oh. they're doing is they're seeing how it tested really well. So, you know, they're doing all these house shows to figure out the best way to reintroduce him. Yeah, I guess. Because I mean, I think the poor we just man, figured like, it out, though. It's a little bit like, uh, you know, uh, he comes out with a lot of energy, and we saw a lot of energy in his first match. So now it's like, all right, we've seen you with a lot of energy. What do you got next for us, clown? And now he's got to have even more energy. So they're probably trying to find some way to, like, you know let him flounder a little bit so the poor guy could breathe because you you can't go from 11 to 12 your your heart will explode so yeah i i think they they could do something easier where he has like multiple theme songs or he's got to have new ones that that come out Uh, so i think we could get sick of seeing the same song yeah we just gotta you know that would be another uh risky experiment where now the audience has to decide you know are we going to pay attention to three three songs for one man so uh oh we're we're building the whole catalog oh we're ready yeah i want to have the best of bugenhagen by the end of his career um okay i did want to mention one quick thing too um yeah we had all these great promos at uh nxt uk except for one and that promo was by Walter. Uh, he and Jordan Devlin did an amazing match. Matt, I don't know if you have an hour of, of life to dedicate this. Life goes by so fast, but I promise you, you won't be disappointed by this match. Uh, there's a just god-awful monster chop. Uh, it'll probably be the new MP3 like short file that they play for Walter going forward, because I thought Devlin was dead. He did this chop... And Devlin just, he just folded in half like an envelope. And then he mailed himself to the hospital. Like, he he looked really bad. <laughs> um, and there's also some incredible power by Devlin in the match. He did a, basically, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, I think Nigel McGinnis called it a backdrop driver. Where Jordan 
You know, like when you're playing tug of war and you kind of brace your feet and then you pull. Yeah. He did that with Walter's arm and pulled him into him, got him up over his shoulder and kind of did almost that Ronda Rousey spinning. It's almost like a spinning Samoa drop. And he did that to Walter, who now they bill him at 296 pounds. <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty insane. Um, Poor guy. And Devlin, he, he did it, and he didn't look broken. Uh, but Walter obviously gets the win. He's the champ. Uh, and then we got the worst promo of all time, where uh, the bruiserweight came out with the microphone. Uh, gray t-shirt, no merch on. Marches to the ring. The crowd's just eating it up like, oh, man, they're facing off. Oh, he's going to do something, the crazy one. And then the bruiserweight says, give me my rematch. And Walter nods. And then the show is over. Matt? Great. I couldn't believe how electrifying the match was and what an emotional drop it was to see these two dumbasses try to talk to each other in the ring. Woof! Uh, don't we not have rematch clauses anymore? Well, like... this wasn't quite a rematch clause. This was just that's, the that's bruiserweight what requesting. Uh, should Walter so choose? You know, an opportunity. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, he should have come out and said, can we fight again? That would have been, like, storyline-wise, that makes more sense. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, storyline to, like, the WWE saying there's no more rematches. I just wonder, I wonder if Walter has a ridiculous voice like Brock Lesnar or something. Well, he's he cut some promos the last couple weeks. He's just, it's, uh, it's rough. Okay. It's just, I know they got to do less is more, but this was nothing. Like, Walter just barely nodded, like, and he's all sweaty and tired from the match, so his mouth was hanging open, he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then the show went off the air. Like, he looked like a, like a, like a moose drooling. I don't know. I was just disappointed. I I love Walter. I love watching him just destroy people, uh, especially poor Jordan Devlin, who, I, who I'm becoming kind of a fan of. I don't know what you think of him, but um, I was entertained. Well, it, it was almost a half we've hour talked about, Yeah, we've talked about how much we both love Jordan Devlin. I remember who you love, Mike. I, I, I know that. <laughs> I don't know what... Well, I don't know what you think about. You know what, Matt? Do you want to talk about WCW Thunder again? I think you want to talk about that. Go Sorry, ahead. You want to talk about WCW Thunder? <laughs> well, I just think it's one of those things where Walter doesn't need to say anything. He's got his arms. He's got his chops. Like that's that's what's doing the 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 dirty work. Uh, kind of like Riker on the Forgotten Sons. Oh, they were on regular NXT. Um, by the way, if we have a heading that says NXT derivative, Mike, that's not going to do anything for our website. <laughs> Nobody has searched derivative with NXT. And since time has become... Nobody's man, even I accidentally... I why you wrote that. Anyway, it. it sounded like you had some feelings about NXT. Do you? What's funny is I, I don't really want to talk about the Forgotten Sons too much. Nobody does, <laughs> But it's such a great transition because both 
Riker and Walter should not be talking a lot. Yeah. They aren't like that will not help sell their characters. And Riker has the scariest goddamn eyes in the business. And I tweeted that out earlier today. And that was the one response that we got was just keep his mouth shut and he'll be great. And I don't even know that he's terrible at promos, but I think it's just this idea of, of how everybody immediately hated the Forgotten Sons, which I I will never I, understand. I don't hate them. Uh, I just think they got a stupid tag team name because they are three guys who they didn't know how to book them, so they literally just called them, oh, yeah, they're on the roster. Well, I mean, I'm not saying you do. But I, I would say there's a general like hate for these guys um, oh. uh, uh, on on the Twitterverse. Oh. Anyways, yeah. I, anyway, um, well now I lost my train. Well, of let thought. me say this real quick because I know you want to jump on NXT and it, I'm gonna transition real quick. It's just that um, uh, Mansoor, uh, he's uh, a Saudi Arabian, one of the Saudi Arabian signees. Yeah. Um, he comes out in a backwards hat. He's uh, he's got an arrogant attitude. And Oscar Wilde says a true friend stabs you in the front, and that's his favorite uh, writer, I guess, kind of. Uh, Mansoor had two matches on Wednesday, Matt. Uh, he got to fight the Kiwi Bussa and lose. He also fought uh, Dijakovic, who we love, and he lost, deservedly so. But um, he didn't job out, really, in either match. Like He, he got a lot of offense in. Uh, he yeah. slapped the crap out of the Buzzsaw against Dominic. Uh, Dominic set him up for a really cool spot that looked like the Randy Orton Seth Rollins one at WrestleMania, um, where Mansoor like jumped off Dijakovic's knee and came down and insecurity him right in the face. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just want to you know throw some props out there to that guy because I, I don't kind of like Humberto Carrillo. They both kind of came out of nowhere and you are like, God damn, these guys can wrestle. Um, yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be great when he's twinning with uh, Mustafa Ali, uh, him oh. and Mansoor. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> they happen. do. Well, we'll just, exactly the same. I'm just gonna cherish these moments where he gets to show off by himself here. Uh, Matt, I know what you want to touch on for NXT, and that's the undisputed dissension. Yep, Mike, you and I called it <clears throat> mostly me couple uh, months ago that uh roddy strong was going to be the first one to be kicked out of undisputed era so i still you know it wasn't until last week where i started questioning is is this going to destroy undisputed eras the wwe content with the amount of money they've made from t-shirts no they are not and they shouldn't be and it would be a stupid business decision to end undisputed era right i think this is all still part of this game of you know let's push roddy out and roddy's gonna come running back he's back with the team and he's gonna you know we're gonna be we're gonna be buddies again and and whenever you know it'll be that it'll be in that moment where where they need him most uh but still right now it's it's still hard to watch because you've got bobby fish walking off screen and the the you know you're you're talking about the promos um when Roderick strong left i mean the music stopped i kind of like that it's kind of like uh the music was always just like uh like reverberating from um like just them staring at <laughs> at the camera so now <laughs> when roddy strong gets upset and leaves uh it wasn't a literal record scratch but he definitely 
<laughs> definitely felt it like like yeah. this is oh something's happening that's why the music stopped yeah um it, it was it was kind of neat i like that a little bit of you know, uh, like like think about the extra production is just them stopping the music when there's an argument <laughs> well i think that uh the production value that promo it was like a it was a symbolic gesture by whoever's producing the segment but it's also really funny to imagine one of the undisputed era members turning off the music on the boombox like visibly doing that <laughs> you know like you know like um you know it looks like roddy dropped the ball hey, hey what do you mean by that you know like roddy hits the button and then Adam like tries to turn it back on. Like I said, you dropped the ball. Hold on. Hold on. No, I did not. All right? You kicked me in the face. Hey, no problem. You can't take a kick, bro. But you know what? I kind of liked it. I'm just kind of realizing it. That they set up the Undisputed Air almost like a... And please, this is a real, this is a real request. Forgive the pun. They're like a real wolf pack where like the alpha dog is Adam and then there's the beta who's Kyle and he sticks with the alpha but the two baby puppies on the end are the first ones to kind of depart. Roddy because he's the newest and then Fish because he's the injured wolf. So man, it makes me wonder, hot tag, do you think that there's someone who's an animal psychologist on site? Uh, yeah. Okay, we've got that settled. Matt? Moving on. <laughs> uh, we got a promo of a lifetime from Velveteen Dream. That's roughly his eighth promo of a lifetime. Uh, he rewrote the Star Spangled Banner and made it digestible. Matt, uh, anything you want to add besides bravo to Mr. Dream? Uh, how about bravo to Dijakovic not completely <laughs> losing not himself character. watching that? Oh, my God. <laughs> He just stood at the ropes, <laughs> frowning at Velveteen that yeah. entire time. I don't know if they had like three different camera angles going just to make sure. Yeah. But in my in my own dreams, in my Matt dreams, it's it, it is Dijakovic the whole time, not losing that you icy stare because that was beautiful. You know what? That is an excellent point, and I think that kind of brings us full circle where we talked about uh, Ember Moon being in character Dijakovic he should be giving lessons on not breaking because that was ridiculous both the Velveteen Dreams escorts were laughing at that promo um yeah I think uh I think you're right on the money that that was a good take Matt bravo thank you yeah um Matt what do you think of uh I know you're a huge Back to the Future fan uh what do you think of this (laughs) Kushida angle do you like that or yes where he comes out looking like back to the future part two um and then morrow made a lot of references to the show uh the movie excuse me um was <laughs> yeah it? no it's 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 pretty neat and, and i liked uh kushida's work i just can't get too excited because it's not like he made a surprise appearance and then we knew that he was gonna go over cassius because cassius loses to everyone i mean from like uh, have you had anybody talk to you about like could you watch um endgame just by itself like could you watch avengers endgame without watching infinity war or the other no there's no emotional punch for Avengers. you it wouldn't make sense right 
so you need like that that context going in um but like could you just watch the Kushida match and cassius all by itself sure it was it was pretty good but i you know like everything that i know that surrounds cassius ono just kind of you know well i mean i can't let's go full circle again i still want a great tv show and it was just kind of his debut and that's all we were resting on it wasn't anything else but that and i really don't want to see kushida and cassius ono feud for three goddamn months i i really well, don't want to see you better that better find a different show to watch because it's coming oh my god um uh, I, uh, I, I think you're go ahead you're pretty close i think that um uh the crowd was super hot for him uh you and i don't know anything about him so we were kind of watching this like vince mcmahon we only watch wwe products um did he have some cool moves yeah he had a springboard kenrana is is what maro tried to say and that was the one move that kushida fucked up um but i do like that his finisher is the hoverboard lock uh <laughs> yeah another back to sweet. the future reference um i like the look um i think i think the problem is that when i think about debut matches you know i think about aj coming out to the rumble and being incredible i think about um you know nakamura hitting a home you know home run against Sami Zayn, one of the coolest things i've ever seen and uh you know this wasn't it this was just uh you know a guy who's who's really good he knows how to sell he's you know he's talented just it wasn't that it wasn't a it wasn't a mega superstar like they build it out to be not not for me um he's he's really good but it wasn't something i'm like wow what a match it was yeah it was okay yeah no that's a great point and and i i think if it was supposed to be more maybe they'd hang on and wait and put him at a takeover right but um, i don't know yeah, I mean, you know, we don't have to dwell too much on it. You know, he's it's brand new for us. We'll give him some time to marinate. Uh, Matt, we are pushing an hour. Yep. I, I would say one one thing that you want to pick from main roster, because we already Ooh, touched on the yep. main roster quite a bit. Yeah, I know exactly what I want to do. Uh, Kyrie Sane and Asuka God, versus I the Iconics. I knew you were going to pick that. Oh. You know, I... Man, I, I just love this clash yeah. of styles. Um... You know, the two yeah, we iconics. all love AJ Styles, Mike. God. <laughs> the Iconics doing their uh, their squawky, iconic. I love that gimmick. Um, I love Kyrie and Asuka being, you know, very serious. Uh, you know, it's, it's business time in the ring. Um, just start this feud tonight. I want to watch this uh, fight forever. Matt, what do you want to touch on from the main roster? From five hours of TV. You and I condense this into two segments. That's mine. What are you going to go with? Well, we also talked the money in the bank. Uh, All right, that's fair. For yeah. a considerable amount. Um, you know, let's, let's what give... What made you go, let's yowie, yowie. <laughs> Well, yeah, Firefly Funhouse is great. Yeah. Um, but, and it, and it was pretty wild. And Yeah, I like Rambling I, Rabbit. I, I, there's... Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot there. I, I I don't understand any negativity around it, but I I, I do want to talk about Kevin Owens. Uh, he did a great job with those action figures. Um, I deleted your 
the way that Kevin Owens pronounced action figure because I just uh Kevin yeah I don't know what that Montreal Silly accent man. if it's I don't know just it was uncomfortable to listen to we'll just say that but yeah that 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 was that was a great promo and it was a great like reintroduction to Kevin Owens and how great his heel promos are yeah um just like it it it's always come back to Kevin reacting to things as a child would and that's how he's that's what's always been relatable to us because we've all been kids and i think we start to go in different directions is like who we are as adults but that's why we love kevin so much is that he does things we've all done and all the whining and complaining and the temper tantrums and now he completely goes like face first into the child aspect of his promos by bringing out a couple of action figures that he interacts with for a small amount of time yeah but again this this was just yeah, I, I think right now that was a, a Kevin reestablishing himself. And I think what's most fun to think about Firefly Funhouse is great. Yeah. But the two best promo artists, and I'm saying artists right now, are Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Easily. It's, By yeah, it's, miles. Yeah, it's tough to argue that. Uh, they're both doing really good work. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I think uh, you're right on the... Bam! Nail on the head. Um, the only other thing I would want to touch on, Matt, and it's because I, I love him and I was really bummed when he was off the map for a while, is I love watching Lars Sullivan destroy people. Uh, so please give me more of him squashing the Hardys single-handedly. Um, thank you for that segment, WWE Creative. <laughs> thank you for most of SmackDown. Uh, the B team still employed, turns out. Uh, and yeah, Matt, <laughs> the, uh, Kevin Owens promo with the action figures, I'll be thinking about that very finely for years to come. Matt, I think you and I are ready to go off into the sunset. Another successful yeah. episode of the Brothers of Discussion. Of Discussion. At BOD Podcast, Brothers of Discussion.com, BOD Podcast.com, and, uh,. Uh, follow us and subscribe and rate and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, anywhere that you get your podcast. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Yep, swipe right on the Brothers of Discussion. I'm Michael. Hi. And that and was I'm Matt. Michael's brother. All right. See yep. you guys. Bye.